Good morning. Today is Monday, May 25, and hopefully you had a great weekend, enjoyed uh, the beautiful weather. Well, I'm assuming it's going to be beautiful weather. We're actually recording this uh, a week ahead of time, so um, hopefully the weather was great for you this weekend. Anyways, my name is Steve Durr. I am uh, one of your reoccurring guests here in the Victory Point podcast, and today I have bonus guestness for you. Not one, but two uh, guests with me today for this whole week. Um, one of them has been near and dear to my heart for almost 21 years now, and the other one has uh, been near, growing to be near and dear to my heart for about a year, a year and two months or so right now. So um, I will let them introduce themselves, but I'm excited, so excited for uh, my guest host this week, and you guys are in for a treat, I think, um, in what they'll be able to bring to us. So I will start with the one who's been, who I've known longest. So that would be me. Yeah. yeah uh, my name is Drew. Um, I'm Steve's son. If you're not familiar with me, um, yeah, I'm uh, going into my fourth year at Western Michigan. Um, I'm in the uh, jazz studies department there, studying the drum set. Um, you may have seen me playing here at church, um, but yeah, that's that's kind of my field of study. Um, yeah, I've been to been at Victory Point for as long as, as long as you have. I yeah, guess, uh, five five years now. That's five yeah. a couple months. So yes, that's been a while. Um, yeah, but. Uh, Let's see what else here. Um, yeah, I like, I, like I said, I like playing the drums and I like, uh, you know, other musical things like that. Um, I like watching sports. I like um, being outside, being by the lake, um, stuff like that. So, yeah, that's a little bit about me. All right. Um, and my name's Amelia. I'm Drew's girlfriend. And I'm also going into my senior year at WMU. Um, I'm double majoring in vocal performance and music therapy. I actually had the chance to sing with worship team here last summer at some point, um, just once, and that was a ton of fun. Um, but I was introduced to Victory Point through Drew and his family. Um, so I kind of come and go as Drew does. Um, <laughs> but I'm primarily in Kalamazoo. So yeah, um, I just, I love all artsy things. I love to dance, paint, I love theater, I love singing, as I said, that's what I'm studying. So yeah, that's a little bit about me. Awesome. Um, uh, Amelia and Drew actually met at school, but through um, a worship team at the church they go to down there. And so they might share a little bit about that next uh, later this week. Mm -hmm. um, but we've been so excited to have Amelia join um, our family and just uh, that she's just brings so much to the Durr household. So we're excited, Amelia and Drew, that you are here with us. So I have one more kind of get to know you question that I didn't tell you ahead of time, just to oh kind of test how you are with kind of off the cuff things. So, right. and you can blame Matt for this because he gave us a list of a hundred questions <laughs> to ask people. Wow. This was one of them. So really it's Matt's fault. Okay. Um, Thanks Matt. <laughs> but so who would you want to play you in a movie of your life and why? Oh man. Um, oh, that's a hard question. It's a tough <laughs> one. The answer I've, I've been asked this before in like small group icebreakers, and the answer I give is Colin Jost, one of the weekend update hosts <laughs> on SNL, because I think we have a little bit of resemblance. Also, he's pretty funny, and I think he, he nails kind of the the dry, deadpan humor that I enjoy. So I think I would pick Colin Jost as my guy. Yeah, now that you say that, I can see it kind of hit. Yeah, Colin Jost, mm -hmm. and he's married to Black Widow. Oh, so right. <laughs> I mean, you, know, you can't get wrong go wrong if you're played by somebody who's married to an Avenger. So exactly. all right, and Amelia, how about you? I oh, I'm blanking on her name. Maybe one of you can help me. Um, the girl that plays Sophie in Mamma Mia, 
Oh yeah, Amanda. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I would love for her to play me. She has a beautiful voice, and she's yeah. just so sweet. And I think yeah. our hair is kind of the same. It is. The yeah. Poofy blonde curly hair. Yeah. Yeah. So if you don't know who Colin Jost is or Amanda, I think it's Sid Fried or something yeah. like that. Uh, go Google them, and then you'll get a good idea of what Drew and Amelia look like if um, <laughs> if you don't know already. And then you can compare when our picture comes out on the, yeah. on the Facebook, <laughs> right. Facebook page. Yeah, yeah. Side by side that. Mm -hmm. And I've often, I don't know now that I have the gray hair, but when I was younger, people often said I looked like either Matthew Broderick or um, John Cryer, who was the guy from Two and a Half Men. So um, growing up, in, uh, there's a movie, I think it's called 16 Candles, and Matt, uh, John Cryer was Ducky, was the name of his character. People would call me Ducky because of that. So I don't know. Anyways, we're not here to talk about movie lookalikes. We're here to um, spend some time uh, looking at uh, the scripture. And so if you're new to the Victory Point podcast, um, what we do, we have a daily reading Bible plan that we do as a church. Uh, it's an opportunity for us just to kind of be in the word together on a daily basis, even though we're not physically together. And then this podcast is an opportunity for those of you who want to, to um, hear some people uh, reading it and talking about it and just what the Spirit is saying to them. So we are not by any means um, Bible scholars or theologians. Um, you know, we got two music majors and an educator. And I mean, not that we can't understand the scripture, but, you know, we're not uh, seminary students. So, um, yeah, so we just invite you to join us this week um, as we di uh, dive into the word and uh, just be open to the spirit leading us. So today our passage is Isaiah 6, 1 through 8. Um, Drew, would you be willing to read that for us, please? I would. All right. In the year that King Isaiah died, I saw the Lord high and exalted seated on a throne, and the train of his robe filled the temple. Above him were seraphim, each with six wings. With two wings they covered their faces, with two they covered their feet, and with two they were flying. And they were calling to one another, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord Almighty. The whole earth is full of his glory. At the sound of their voices, the doorposts and thresholds shook, and the temple was filled with smoke. Woe to me, I cried, I am ruined, for I am a man of unclean lips, and I live among a people of unclean lips, and my eyes have seen the King, the Lord Almighty. Then one of the seraphim flew to me with a live coal in his hand, which he had taken with tongs from the altar. With it he touched my mouth and said, See, this has touched your lips. Your guilt is taken away and your sin atoned for. Then I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send, and who will go for us? And I said, Here am I, send me. Thank you, Drew, so much for reading that. So, Amelia, we'll put you on the spot first. As Drew read that, or as you kind of read this ahead of time, what did you hear the Spirit saying to you? What stuck out to you? What uh, maybe are you wrestling with? Just kind of what are your thoughts about this passage? I, this passage just, I, I love the image of God's might and gloriousness. Um, just this image of him high and exalted on a throne, his robe filling this entire temple. It's just it's hard to picture God's just uh, splendor sometimes, but this passage just uh, gives us such a clear imagery of that. And that's really cool to read and imagine. Um, and then that kind of juxtaposed with the lowliness of a human um, mm -hmm. kind of recognizing that. I just think that's really cool. Um, but at the same time, God and his angels, they have this intimate personal moment with the person in this temple seeing God. Um, and that's just so beautiful to me. So, yeah. yeah. Um, so you were just kind of taken back by the, just the awe and grandeur of yeah. who God is. Mm -hmm. Um, 
But then also just even though the, the human Isaiah in the story is kind of lowly and humble, that the fact that he could interact with God mm -hmm. in this in this setting and with the angels at the time. Mm -hmm. Drew, what about you? What? Yeah, um, I mean, I'm also I would agree with that. Um, I'm struck by the, the imagery and like how vivid it is, just giving us that picture of the Lord's throne room. Um, that's a really cool picture to see, and then to see how Isaiah fits into that, um, and you know how he's he says, "Woe is woe to me," um, because he's you know he's unclean, but he's in the presence of the Lord. Um, but then it's also cool how how God uses him in His plans, um, and He's preparing us to serve His purpose. And so in the story, you see He brings. Um, the, the coal through the seraphim to Isaiah to cleanse his mouth um, to prepare him to speak the Lord's word to the people. Um, so that's a cool picture of like how even even though we're unclean, like God is still preparing us to use us in his plans. Yeah. Um, so kind of what struck you is just the idea that even though God is so powerful in this passage, humans like us can be used. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, I think what the first several verses are very much image driven you know we have this picture of these angelic creatures with multiple wings and then we get to isaiah but what what i thought was interesting um in describing the angels they have six wings and two of them are covering their faces and so mm -hmm. the angels can't see god's face um but yet isaiah is able to mm -hmm. um and then you know he's he's panicking because he's like oh my goodness i am woe is me i'm gonna die because that was mm -hmm. the thought that if you see god's face you're gonna die yeah. but um, even though those angels are closer to God, they're up in heaven with him, we are the ones that are privileged enough to be able to see um, God's face and to be able to um, connect with him. So um, so that was kind of a cool thing that jumped out to me. Yeah. Um, well, anything else that you guys? Kind of going off the idea of angels, um, just hearing uh, God saying, like, whom shall I send who will go for us? He could have chosen the angels that get to live with him, but he still chose his children, us that oh, yeah. are somewhat unclean, um, as Isaiah states. Um, so that's just really cool that we're chosen to be God's servants and do his work here on earth. Yeah, yeah, that he, he's not choosing the, the angels to do it. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, what about you, Drew, anything? I think the other thing that I, um, I'm noticing is that like, well, the passage is in my Bible, it's titled Isaiah's Commission. Um, and in verse eight, when the, the Lord could say, Isaiah, you're going to go and I'm going to send you. Yeah. Um, but he doesn't say that. He says, whom shall I send and who will go for us? And he kind of opens it up for Isaiah to step into that himself. Yeah. Instead of just mm -hmm. saying like, here, you're going to do this and you're going to go this way. Um, because, you know, he was, he did choose Isaiah. He's, you know, showing him this, you know, the throne room. He's bringing him into that. Yeah. But he's also letting Isaiah say, yeah, I will be the one mm -hmm. who you send. Like said, please send me. Um, yeah. So, but it's cool. He doesn't just like say, yeah, all right, you're doing this now. I'm going to, you know, brush you along there. Um, he says, you know, who will I send and let him step into that. Yeah. So what do you think uh, the significance of that process is? For, instead of God telling Isaiah to go, God's inviting. Why, why do you think that's important? I think it's, um, it makes it like active versus passive. Um, like it helps Isaiah to kind of, you know, really step into that and like he's you know actively choosing that instead of just finding out oh this is what you know my circumstances are and this is what's been chosen for me it's letting him you know take control of that um and like really step into step into his calling that way instead of just you know kind of being dragged into it yeah yeah 
That's what I think, too, as you first said that, that the idea, you know, if Isaiah chooses, he's going to take more ownership in it. He's not going to feel like this is something I'm told to do. It's something that was offered to me and I stepped into it. And I right. think that's something that, um, you know, God calls us to do to um, he, he, the there's the verse we've been talking about in church lately about um, you know, the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. And, and you know, we are being called to go out in the harvest. Um, we're not being told to go. We're being invited. Um, so we have some of that ownership in that. Um, what I also found interesting in that in that little exchange there is that um, now I lost my place. Sorry. <laughs> um, that, oh, God said, who will go? And Isaiah said, here I am, send me. Then God tells, in the verses we didn't read, then God says, this is what I need you to do. Right. So he just said, someone needs to go. And Isaiah stepped out without knowing what that was. Right. And so just that, that boldness that he had. Um, I'm not one to want to get into things if I don't really know what's coming down the road right. for me. Same. And so, <laughs> yeah, so for me to say, yep, here I am, send me. But give me the details first is what I would yeah. tend, tend to want to do. Um, have you guys felt like you've had a moment like that in your journey where you felt an opportunity God was calling you to and you either stepped into it or didn't step into it? I feel like this past year has been a good testament of that just because there's so much unknown, um, especially in a school setting. We kind of found that out this year. It's yeah. just uh, there was so much unknown, but at the same time, it was very chaotic. Um, so specifically with worship team, we're worship leaders back in Kalamazoo at our campus church. And we just did not know what this year was going to look like, but we knew that we still wanted worship team to happen and like still have that in our church. Um, so I just feel like that's a good testament of like God was calling us to follow him in that and to still kind of make worship team happen and for us to be leaders in that. But we had no idea what it was going to look like when normally in a quote unquote normal year, we would kind of have a good idea of what that leadership position would look like. Um, yeah. So, yeah, just kind of following God into that unknown um, is that, like, here I am, like, send me, even though I don't know what it's going to look like. Yeah. yeah. And even to go off of that, and this might give spoilers for later episodes this week. Um, <laughs> it's okay. Spoilers but, are allowed. <laughs> but kind of the way that we got into the, you know, she mentioned we're worship leaders at this church, and we um, we kind of were first called into that, like, very late 2019. and the early months of 2020 um, because the worship leader, he was going to be on paternity leave starting in March, 2020 and wanted us to be ready to um, help take his place as he, in his absence um, to lead the church that way. So we were, we kind of had this idea of, you know, what that looked like back in the before times as it were. <laughs> <laughs> uh, BCV before coronavirus. Oh, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So we, you know, we had an idea of, you know, what a normal Sunday looks like or what the week before to, you know, start planning a set um, or calling a band. Um, but we, when we stepped into that, I mean, we, we had an idea of what we thought it was going to look like, but we really had no idea what was coming down the pipe, just like nobody did. I mean, right. you know, that's yeah. in a lot of different circumstances that applies. Um, but especially kind of to go off what you were saying of, you know, how we weren't prepared for that. Like God knew what he had in store for us and knew how he was going to call us and what he was going to use us for. But the idea that we had was completely the opposite of that. And, you know, a very, you know, a smaller picture of, what the whole thing entailed um so it was really cool to see the opportunities that we still had um and how to how to grow in that and how to how to service church um mm -hmm. through all the unknown yeah. good well on behalf of the leaders h june and um the 
yeah, H2O community, thank you for doing that. Yeah. Um, I know that uh, that's an important role. Um, and of course, my, your mom, my wife, you know, that you know is a worship leader at heart, and so that's is something that's very, very important. Um, and so, thank you for stepping into that and being obedient to God's word. So, um, anything else as we start to wrap up? Anything else from this passage that jumped out at you or that caught your attention or want to share with us? Yeah, I just still think it's cool that even in our uncleanness and our imperfection, we're still used by God to further mm-hmm. His kingdom. Um, that's just that's something that jumps out that. Even, you know, we'll come to God. He'll He'll still use us, but we are, you know, we're unclean. We're not worthy to be in his presence, but he'll cleanse us. Um, yeah. And I think that even just that image we see of like bringing the seraphim, bringing the coal, like the image of Christ coming to us and cleansing us, um, something that we, we couldn't do ourselves and we couldn't earn. Um, but he still uses us um, and prepares mm-hmm. us for that. Awesome. Well, as you guys go about your day, first of all, thank you for joining us. Um but as, as Drew just mentioned, we are unclean, we are unworthy, but God uses us anyway. So he's going to invite you some point during this day or this week to, to answer his call of who shall I send? And I just want to encourage you, whether you know the details or not, to say, here I am, Lord, send me. So with that, um, I just want to send you off with a blessing. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make, make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord turn his face upon you and give you peace.